Yo, I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. And you're listening to Press Play with Augie and Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, little monsters, not necessarily the Lady Gaga ones, except for you maybe, but not me not necessarily. I'm not necessarily a little monster, really. But I, I, do you consider yourself a little monster? Yeah, yeah. A I couple did. of little monsters <laughs> talk about movies. TV, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Please subscribe to our podcast and you can follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. Well, that was PressPlayAR on Instagram, you yes, say? Yes, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Episode 54 is here and we review the movie Little Monsters. And over in quick news, we talk about a big blockbuster movie being paused yet again. Doctor Strange babysitting the web slinger and more. Stay tuned as Riz lets you know which VOD and music albums are out this week. I'll let you know the fact of the week. And this week's Six Degrees of Separation Connection is the iconic and legendary Betty White and Zoe Deschanel. But first, quick news. All right, so you had a, a pretty nice week. Uh, you know what? I absolutely did. It was a pleasant, chill week. How about you? Yeah, we went to the beach and we had Poke Bowl that finally opened. Thank the Lord. And you know what's funny about that Poke Bowl place? Pokemon. (laughs) Their bowls are shaped are are shaped like a ball. We we saved them. Yeah. So you think it's based off of Pokemon? No, no, not at all. Because you know, is Pokey like a ball? No. Pokey is short for pocket and mon is short for monster. In Japanese they they were called pocket monsters. So why do you why is this place called Poke Poke Bowl? That's that's just something else. That's that's different when it comes to I see. Uh, I recommend it. I had a really um I had a really cool uh, salad with uh, eel and scallops. And a, an amazing peach mayo. That was so good. Yeah. I had uh, eel and baby octopus. It was this po- poke bowl that was uh, in construction for about two years, right? Yeah. And we kept seeing these these signs coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. And you and I were very excited to try it. Uh, and honestly, there was a few other things that had been coming soon for a while. What was the place? The firehouse uh, sub that never came to be firehouse sub. And there was that bowl place that they have one in Hialeah that we've been to. And it was going to be, Oh, Pincho factory. There was going to be a Pincho. Yeah. Uh, close to us Mm -hmm. and it never opened. So we were, that's what we were after two years. We were kind of expecting. And then I was at Publix last week and there were signs that it was open and I completely forgot to tell you. And then I remember to tell you, and you're like, oh, we're going to have lunch there. Um, and, and we, we did. did the very next day. And the banner said, finally. Open. So <laughs> they, I, knew, I think they knew that they were uh, that a bit we behind. Were, that or, we were waiting. Yeah. But it was good. It's, a, it's our new spot uh, in addition to our Iron Sushi and Pizza Fiore that we always talk about in the podcast. Um, other than that, I have some great news. I got a job. Yay! Finally! After all this time, after month and month, thanks to COVID, uh, I finally got a job. And I'm glad that it worked out the way it did because uh, my previous job sent out a letter indicating that, hey, once this is all over, you can come work for us. And I've emailed them and they never replied. 
So thankfully, if I, you know, got back to the original job, I wouldn't have this amazing opportunity. Yeah, and it's, a, it's, I'm sorry. And a big thank you, I was going to say to your cousin, Dorian, who really, really helped me uh, get this job. And, you know, my future is, is because of her. It's an amazing opportunity. It's an amazing, um, something that, you know, had this whole um, pandemic not happened, it would not be happening. Yeah. So, you know, uh, trying to look on the bright side, uh, it's obviously still not fantastic what we're all going through and the lives that are being lost. But we're trying we're trying to stay positive and trying to look on the bright side Um, and hopefully uh, hopefully this time next year we'll just be starting to to open up again (laughs) hopefully yeah the way things are going so on to some awesome news well not this one actually the next jurassic movie has halted their production jurassic world dominion the movie that will have laura dern sam neill and jeff goldblum return as their respective roles from the original film is at a pause and why you may ask people involved with the production has tested positive for covid19 The movie is about three weeks left of filming and have been working smoothly since they got the okay from UK officials back in July. A spokesperson for for the film says filming has been temporarily paused and will resume in accordance with the established safety guidelines. The production has generated 27,000 COVID tests in its own, adding $3 million to the production budget. Wow. Damn. I also read that they're they get tested three times a day. Good lord. Um, Universal are the studio is the studio behind Jurassic Park, right? Yes. Uh, they also bought a hotel wherever they're staying at to make sure that those that are are contract that those blah, 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 those that have contracted the the virus stay in that hotel isolated. Oh wow! Uh, as well, so. We talked about this many times on how this pandemic does prevent other movies from being made because it just doesn't allow the movie to be finished. And you have actors working on those films who have other projects. Hence, uh, Chris Pratt, who's doing the Jurassic World movies now and is needs to finish that to then jump onto Guardians of the Galaxy three. the more it gets pushed back, the more other films and other projects also get pushed back. Um, No news yet on how Batman is doing because the last thing we heard, Robert Pattinson tested positive for COVID and we're not, we haven't heard any news that- uh, That it was reopening- uh, The production. The production, yeah. I'm still, we haven't heard anything about Venom lately. No. Um, the last we heard about that was uh, that they were, they had like a few reshoots to do, which um, otherwise it was done. So hopefully, um, you know, it, it ain't going to be this year. I think they pushed it back to February. So hopefully yeah. it will be February because um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, moving on, uh, the Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins are teaming up again this time for a historical telling of cleopatra not much is being said about the movie uh just yet paramount pictures is a studio behind this movie and liette 
Caladrigas, who wrote Shutter Island, or who wrote the um, the script, the script from the book. Uh, you know what I mean. The is writing is the adaptation correct? Is writing um, the script for for this new Cleopatra? And this is not to be confused with the other Cleopatra biopic film from Sony that is currently in limbo. Rumors are that Angelina Jolie. Uh, and Lady Gaga are in talks to play the lead role. Are you excited about this news about Gal Gadot playing Cleopatra or just generally a Cleopatra film? You know, I, I think Gal, Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot has a lot of range. Uh, I think she was fantastic. Was she in... Um, no, she wasn't. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the murder on the Orient Express, which she wasn't in. She wasn't in, but she is going to be in the upcoming, the the sequel. Yes. So she, I mean, she's fantastic in the sequel for, uh, oh my gosh, what's that called? Murder on the Nile. Murder on the Nile. Murder on the Nile. Yeah. Uh, in the trailer, she looks good. <laughs> yeah. So you know, while she was in major blockbuster was. Fast and the Furious and Wonder Woman uh, slash Justice League. Um, I like a good history movie myself. I hope it's historically accurate and they don't put a lot of uh, pizzazz, you know, in order to to draw in crowd. I don't think they will. I think uh, Patty Jenkins uh, will do a good job. She's fantastic. I didn't realize that she was going to be yeah, I'm assuming she's directing it. Yes, that's fantastic. She, she, I think she'll do an amazing job with it, and I don't think she'll she'll overdo and pizzazz it out like you say. Not now the all. whole Angelina Jolie, Lady Gaga thing. Can you imagine Lady Gaga? If that isn't pizzazz, then it can't be Lady Gaga. I don't. I don't know about Sony uh, version of Cleopatra. There, there was a lot of. Um, you know, like whenever someone's cast as a historical figure, everyone's like, "Well, they aren't. This person isn't the race." She, like, there were people saying, uh, mm, "Shouldn't Gal Gadot be a, sh- a couple shades darker to play this role?" You know what I mean? Or um, like the the renderings uh, of of Cleopatra show her with a very pronounced nose, and yes. they're like, "Why? You know, why can't someone with a large nose play her?" Um, and you know, or I, I agree. Someone from Egypt. That's true. But uh, then again, I'm not. Are, sh- are there a lot of like American or English speaking Egypt act- actors out there that you can think of? I think it has to do with they can find an unknown. Well, I think when you have a a, a movie like this, part of getting it off the ground is having a uh, a name. Uh, playing the lead character, so I, I forget like what the movie um, that uh, Scarlett Johansson was going to do, where she was going to play a trans woman. Yes, where is that? You know, it's it, it it's not able to get off the ground because they don't have that name, and there are name trans actresses, um, but they don't have the star power of Scarlett Johansson, or so the that's white why. person just doesn't want that opportunity to happen. What happens in that aspect is that the people that write the checks are afraid that they might tip the scale. 
and they fall in love with an actress or an actor who happens to be either gay, trans, or gay trans, or black trans, and they are afraid of the, of society just tipping the scale again. I, I, I don't know how else to explain it. That's how I look at it, is that they don't give people the opportunity of course, because of racism and biased racism and all that stuff, but can can you see, for example, can you see, for example, like Laverne Cox being the highest paid actress in Hollywood? No, but and I'm sure she goes out to the to the same auditions that the other people go to. And I just think that it's because of that, because people just are afraid of the new wave of progressive people coming into Hollywood and coming into our politics and coming into our lives. We went to a restaurant today and what do we see around us? The people to our right were a trans I think there were trans there friends. There weren't a couple. They, they were friends. They were There's... friends, but one was a trans female and the other one was a trans male. To the left of us was, unfortunately, a MAGA people. And then it was a, a black couple, an interracial couple, a Latin family. And that's what, like, this is all about. I'm sorry, I'm digressing about what this podcast is about or whatnot. But yeah, you the, know where I'm going. The MAGA guy kept looking around, looking over at oh, us. He was dumb. It was weird, but, you know... We made our comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got a call from from a politician, a Democratic politician, asking for my vote. And then when I hanged up, you you said to me, who was that? And I'm like, oh, it was like the Democratic National Committee asking <laughs> for my vote. Yes, I'm voting blue straight across the ballot, up and down, <laughs> left and right. And then you said like something. We saw another MAGA couple, and you're like, blame Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Anyways, uh, but yeah, it's pretty sucky that, you know, and that's why I get, like, tired of the oversaturation of the same people. You know, you see them everywhere. You see them in the movies. You see them in in merchandise ads and clothing ads and you see them hosting this and presenting that and it's like but where is everyone else where is the variety in all this and that's where where like the like the white people you said or whoever the the presidents of these production companies come in and they're like uh they want something bankable you know they know that um that the Rock will bring in a certain amount of money, no matter what film. Which he's play, getting paid way in. more than Emily Blunt in of the course. Disney movie The Jungle Cruise. I know, and, and Emily Blunt is an amazing actress and well respected. And that's 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 and the whole female to to men ratio is is it's pretty disgusting. That goes back to to Michelle Williams as well. Absurd, absurd. Um, but we'll talk things, about that in another podcast. Hopefully, things are changing. Uh, I don't know. Like, come on, Marky Mark is a big sell. Who who wants? Who wanted to see uh, that movie for Marky Mark? Which one? The money in the all the money in the world. No. Like, who even cared he was in it? Like the most interesting thing about that movie was the fact that they 
they had to reshoot the like every scene with Kevin Spacey to replace him with uh, Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. That was the most interesting thing about it. Yet Marky Mark got like six million dollars to come back for the reshoots, mm-hmm. and Michelle Williams got shit, got nothing. Yeah, basically, and that's it, that's another issue that Hollywood has. Um, but moving on to some good news, I guess Doctor Strange is teleporting to Queens to hang out with Spider-Man. It is being reported that the Master of Mystic Arts will appear in the upcoming third Spider-Man film starring Tom Holland. We reported last week that Jamie Foxx is also going to be in the film as a version of his 2014 Electro character for the Spider-Man, or I'm sorry, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. According to Heat Vision, Doctor Strange will pick up the mentor role for Parker that was previously occupied by Robert Downey Jr. who played Tony Stark in Spider-Man Homecoming and Samuel L. Jackson who played uh, Nick Fury in Far From Home. Due to COVID and travel restriction, we are not sure how this is going to go about in filming since Spider-Man 3 will begin filming in Atlanta this week and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will begin in London this month as well. The movie is set for release December 17th, 2021. Um, I like all of this. I just don't like the whole um, Doctor Strange playing the mentor role for Peter Parker because they actually kind of never really met in the movies. Um, I guess uh, he takes over for Tony Stark, who is his mentor. Uh I'm rolling my eyes. So they'll, there will be some sort of something. Maybe like, uh, what what comes out first? This uh, the the new Spider Man or uh, Doctor Strange? I'm not sure because they're both being filmed um, this month. Yeah, maybe Doctor Strange like ends with with uh, something where he he has to go to New York or something or vice versa. Because it does seem like they're they're doing multiverse in in Spider Man as well. So. Oh yeah, and we can make some bets that because of Doctor Strange, we'll be seeing Electro, and there's gonna be some sort of iteration of that. Uh, just the whole daddy mentor thing, I don't like that. I feel like Peter Parker or Spider Man has grown up. You know, it's time for him to sling on his own. Yeah, with Endgame ending the way it did and him having uh, Homecoming or Far From Home, I think he's already like mature enough that he can be on his own without an older authority always watching after him. Um, I feel like it, that's a little played out um, in his story arc. Yeah, I agree. Um, unfortunately, uh, it seems that to be that's where they happen to be going with it. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, hopefully, they'll bring uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. There's rumors. Oh, crossing There's fingers. Rumors. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, guys, and we'll be back with our review for Little Monsters. Hey guys, we're back. 
Yes, we watched uh, this movie, Little Monsters. It was released October 11, 2019. Oh my gosh, we watched it at the, the exact year. The year <laughs> anniversary. It was directed by Abe Forsyth, who directed Down Under. It stars Lupita Nyongo, Alexander England, Josh Gad, Kat Stewart, uh, Diesel, Diesel La Toraca, and Nadia Townsend. Uh, a washed-up musician teams up with a teacher and a kid show personality to protect young children from a sudden outbreak of zombies. <laughs> well, guys, um, this is one of the movies where I guess we were just uh, streaming surfing. I guess that's what, yeah. what it's called now instead of channel surfing. And we're and we're trying to watch like uh, like scary movies uh, this month because um, Columbus Day or something. Uh, no, it's Indigenous People Day. Fuck Columbus. Indigenous People Day? No, Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Duh. Um, and then we really uh, saw this. I think we wanted to watch this movie last year. Yeah. Um, and we just didn't because we were watching other stuff, obviously. Um, and it's as corny and cheesy as any uh, movie that you would think it would be uh, with the synopsis that Riz just just read and yeah. I mean it it, it it um it's specifically what you are expecting you know what I mean and well the trailer kind of uh made it seem like there were a lot more kid zombies and it was just gonna be punching punching kids a lot glad you mentioned that that's the only downfall yeah. about this movie because it shouldn't be called little monsters. It should probably be called Babysitting Kids While There's a Zombie Apocalypse About yeah. to Burst. Because I thought the entire uh, kindergarten class was going to get changed into zombies. Me too. And then they had to just beat the shit out of them. Yeah. But basically, um, this washed up musician uh, who is played by Alexander England has a huge fallout with his girlfriend and they break up and th that's how the movie starts with them just arguing, 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 arguing and there's a scene where they're at a restaurant with friends and they're just going at it, bitching at each other in front of their yeah, friends. Don't have be you that ever, couple. Don't be that couple. Have you ever been to dinner and, and experienced that? Uh, n n adjacent, like, uh, you know, a c couple that's close yes. and they're kind of going back and forth and you try not to make eye contact, but not like actually, uh, in your party, in your party. No, I've, um, for me, I guess I've experienced like very sarcastic, uh, snippet between oh, couples, yeah. well, you know? Uh, but yeah, other than that, not like the full-blown shit that you see in this movie. The guy catches his girlfriend or on and off, off of, on on and off girlfriend with another man, and he moves in with his sister, who is played by Cat Stewart, and has a son played by Diesel La Toraca. And one day, while uh, Alexander England's character takes his nephew to class he meets and falls in love with his teacher miss caroline and uh and let me just say uh i think this this film has like cemented my my personal love for L lupita nyango um seeing an actress's range you know what i mean 
when we started watching, you're like, I'm surprised that Lupi Zinyango decided to do this. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and I love that she did something like this, something mm-hmm. like corny and something like mm-hmm. tongue in cheek like this. Seeing like an actress's range is probably like one of my favorite things, you know, to see them in different stuff. And she is uh, slowly becoming one of my favorite actresses. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah. She's absolutely stunning and so, so talented. She completely owned that role in Us. Uh, how oh she had to play those two God. characters. My wow. God. She's wow. fantastic. So it comes to Dave's attention that Miss Caroline is going on a field trip and they're going to, I guess, a petting zoo. And, oh, gee, darn it. Darn it. Like, a, a mom had to cancel due to some weird event. And Dave's like, oh, my God, I can, like, be the chaperone. And, you know. Yeah, because he's he's, he's trying to, to romance the teacher. So he doesn't really care about being the chaperone. He just wants to spend spend time with Miss Caroline. Uh, yeah, and not with his nephew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, they get on the bus and they go to the freaking um, uh, field trip. Uh, oh, BTW Josh Gag plays uh, Mr. McGiggles, Terry McGiggles. Yeah. Who's basically like this kid TV personality that happened to travel to Australia for like a meet and greet. Um, at the same petting zoo for some reason. He was filming an episode. Oh, that well, there. And uh, another odd thing is that there's a U.S. military facility absolutely next to <laughs> the petting, petting zoo. zoo. Like, that's right next to it. What a convenience. And it seemed, how did, like, did they ever explain what was the... The cause of the zombie? They were doing uh, human tests, like basically uh, warfare um, tests to change populations into, you know, to kill them. I guess they were coming back as zombies or whatever. That's that was my understanding. I don't remember. And then one of them got got out, escaped, and and just like uh, the coronavirus, you know, once you get it, you you become the super spreader, and it spreads everywhere to the point where it happened to come to the petting zoo. Yeah, and just like the coronavirus, it makes you want to eat flesh. Does it? No. No, it doesn't. Oh my god, it does. It's zombies. Oh, the T-virus. Um, so chaos ensues <laughs> and Mrs. Ca- uh, Miss Caroline's main mission is to keep the kids calm and to... Oh, oh, and they only have rights to one song. Yeah, they they were from the whole movie. Well, no, there were other songs, but they only had rights to one Taylor Swift song because they mentioned that that Miss Caroline always plays the kids Taylor Swift songs, and yes. and it was always that one "Shake It Off" song, which it was cute when the kids were singing along with it. You know, I guess. Um... Uh, cliche, it happens to the point where they get locked in to, into like a gift shop where they find Terry McGiggles in and Terry McGiggles doesn't let them in. And he shows his true colors by being such a selfish, self-righteous, uh, potty mouth guy. And he's like, go F yourself, F the kids, (laughs) screw them. You guys are going to die. It doesn't matter. So Dave decides to climb up to the top of 
the gift shop building and um, come down through the roof and punches them and they get into like this huge fucking fight where he gets stapled in the face um, and you know to hear Josh Gad who's I want to say he's he's very kid friendly he is yeah you know and, and that's why they they probably cast him in, in that role um, you know because it, it would be shocking he's you know? the, he's the Famous, famous voice of Olaf in Frozen and other uh, movies as well. Yeah, he and was then in to, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, that's right. And to see him completely just go R-rated vocally <laughs> is like, what the fuck? The, the funny thing is when he does do that, they, they specifically, like... He's on one side of the room and the kids are on another, and you could tell that they they shot it at different times. And, yeah, and had, yeah. had the little preschoolers sing a, a bad, bad word, word song, bad word, bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. It's so weird. So, so they like the kids were protected at least. The second half of the movie is just keeping them protected from the zombies and finding out what to do, and they realize that they can go and get Terry McGiggle's uh, mobile band. <laughs> mobile van to rescue the kids and when Dave goes out there with Terry McGiggles uh, Terry locks himself in the van and he's like oh screw you I'm you know you're all on your own but it's surprising that his puppet is also bitten and he becomes um a zombie puppet, like not the guy who's controlling the sock well, puppet. Well, the, the hand came the out. Hand, he was there. He was there, but I just like how they focused on the puppet being the zombie. And there was like a, a was it a mouse character, or you know, like oh, a koala? A, a no, ko- a panda. No, koala. A koala, um, like you know, the Disney Disney characters, like Mickey Mouse or anything, but a koala that got beaten and he was just walking around. As the the, the mascot, the yeah, it was. It's as corny, a zombie guys. mascot. It was cute. But... It's corny. It's like as cheesy as your. If you like cheesy corny movies like that, I would suggest to go, go, um, go watch it. Uh, it's the... on Hulu, so uh, it, it, it's it's an enter- It's it's one of those entertaining things that you know is part of your subscription, basically. And towards the end of the movie, uh, the U.S. Army realized that. The big concentration of zombie is at the petting zoo, and they want to nuke it. Uh, do they nu- nuke it or not? That's up to you guys to watch. I suggest, you know, if you want, like, a good quick movie to watch um, and laugh a little, go watch this. There is little monsters, little zombies, but like how Riz says at the top of this review, it's not what we expected in that aspect. Yeah, they, they kind of did a, a switcheroo for the... Uh... For the trailer, unfortunately, I wanted to I wanted to see preschool zombies because that's what the trailer said I was gonna get. Oh well. But now that you now what we're talking about it, there is another horror comedy called Cooties. Um, you know what? Maybe that's the trailer that I saw. And that one is elementary school teachers come under attack from children who have been turned into vicious monsters from contaminated chicken nuggets. You know what? I think I'm getting my trailers confused. Never mind. They didn't do a switcheroo on us. Yeah, but still, I expected it to be like more kids and more mo- more kids zombie. But from a one to five, what would you give this movie? I'll give it a two point five. I'll give it a two point five as well. All right. 
Sweet. So what are the movies and music, or in this case, a video on demand that are out this week, baby? It's so funny you should ask that. <clears throat> um, so Love and Monsters is out with uh, Dylan O'Brien. Seem looks like it's up on my alley. I like Love and I like Monsters, and it's both of them. So you know, I'm down. Uh, the Devil Has a Name uh, with Nicole Kidman. I love Nicole Kidman. Uh, the Secrets We Keep. I can't can't really tell who's in that one. I've never heard of any of these movies. Alone is out. It looks like that's Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. And Don't Look Back, which is from the creators of Final Destination. So I might want to check that out since uh, I'm a I'm a big uh, Final Destination fan. Not big, but, you know, I've seen them all. They're they're entertaining. The Struts has a new album out this week called Strange Days. Uh, Tommy Lee has an album called Andro. And The Vamps has a new album called Cherry Blossom. I'm sure you guys all want to check that out. So, um, do you want to play Six Degrees of Separation? I'm game. Uh, this week's Six Degrees of Separation is Betty White and Zoe Deschanel. Two amazingly beautiful women. Uh, I would love to taste Betty White's powdered muffins. Mmm, powdered muffins, yes. I, I enjoy a good powdered muffin myself. I like it when it's when it's nice, nice and... Um, you can't be talking about this. Well, it's, oh my God. it's an SNL <laughs> sketch when she was on with Maya Rudolph and Anna Gasta. And that was a... Uh, and I think she won an Emmy for that. She deserves it. Betty White is a national treasure. Let her get through 2020, um, if anything. Uh, Betty White was in Hot in Cleveland with the amazing actress Wendy Malick. Okay. Wendy Malick, uh, of course, starred in, I believe, six seasons of Just Shoot Me with Enrico Calantoni. Enrico Calantoni plays Veronica Mars' father on Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. Uh, Max Greenfield uh, played a very popular recurring character. Oh, shit, I think his name was Max as well. And, of course, he was on New Girl with Zooey de Chanel. That's a pretty decent space of degrees, I guess. Thank and you. the fact of the week, since we talked... <coughs> it's not COVID, I promise. And the fact of the week, since uh, we talked about Gal Gadot and a new Cleopatra movie, Elizabeth Taylor was awarded a record-setting contract of $1 million to play the title role in the historical epic Cleopatra in 1963. She is the first actress to get paid $1 million for a movie. Holy shit. Taylor became very ill during early in the filming and was rushed to the hospital where a tracheotomy had to be performed to save her life. The resulting scar can actually be seen in some shots. And that's the fact of the week and you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. It's mine. Oh, it's finally yours? Well, you can get sued while I... Not yet sued. Yeah, basically. <laughs> we come to the end of this week's episode. Happy that we are here and that you continue to press play with us. 
any movies to review or music to check out, email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at pressplayar. That's pressplayar. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.